This is the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast by Hunter Beal. Welcome back to the podcast. Super excited to start another podcast episode with 10 Minute Friday, making the most effectiveness of your time. Today, we're going to be talking about Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. One of the first thing Brene talks about is that if you want to become a better leader, you'll need to forget about all the status and titles and power plays. One of the most inspirational things that I got from this book and I love about it was it's far from a weakness. Vulnerability is an essential asset for innovation. Becoming vulnerable, taking that risk, as Brene talks about, is crucial to become a better leader. Vulnerability is a universal human emotion that we feel when we expose ourselves to others and during times of risk or uncertainty. Through our experiences that make you feel vulnerable, like losing a job or putting yourself out emotionally, can we bring feelings of anxiety to ourselves, uncertainty and desire for self-protection. However, there is not such a single piece of empirical data to suggest that vulnerability is associated with weakness. In fact, the opposite is actually true. That acts of courage are impossible without first putting yourself in a vulnerable position. Another thing Dr. Brown talks about is that vulnerability isn't just essential to courage. In fact, it's the cornerstone of human innovation and creativity. Why, you might ask? Because there is so much uncertainty inherited to the creative process that successful innovation usually requires a healthy dose of failure along the way. In the major entrepreneurial management that I'm in, we always talk about failing fast, like you're going to fail. You're going to fail many times. and you, There's no such thing as a non-failure business. Businesses do become successful, but they did fail at one point along the process, whether it be one thing or another, whether it be a small failure or a big failure, there's always going to be constant failing. And becoming vulnerable only seems to work out better for you because when you're open, you're able to take these risks where if, if you stay in this cocoon, you aren't taking these risks and with these high rewards. So you have to be able to become vulnerable. Another thing Dr. Brown talks about is that courageous leaders give and solicit honest feedback. And one of the first things she says is sometimes the truth hurts. And to be honest, it really does. Uh, I've had this personally for me, like in entrepreneurship, people are not scared to tell you that your ideas hor well, not horrible, but they will definitely kind of crumble your baby. You're becoming vulnerable, giving like I gave my business pitch today to um, in my class the last time. And it's like becoming vulnerable. It's like my baby almost. It's like I'm showing these group of people my baby and then for them to possibly crush upon it is very hurtful, like the amount of time I put into it. But it's becoming vulnerable that's going to make me successful in the end with this company. Another thing is being clear is being kind. And being unkind is to be unclear. Indeed, entering into all communication with the spirit of clarity and honest honesty, both at home and in the workplace, is a simple yet transformative step that all leaders should take. 
we may tell ourselves that we feed people half-truths to make them feel good, but often we're really avoiding honest confrontational conversations because they make us uncomfortable. Clear communication would be far kinder and more productive in the long run. Leaders need to spend a significant amount of time communicating about their subordinates, feelings, and fears. If they fail to do this, they expect to spend even more time attempting to manage their workforce's unproductivity and inefficient behavior. Once you ask someone their true feeling, leave a lot of empty space and draw out pauses in the conversation. In other words, try to stop talking Dr. Brown talks about because when you stop talking, you're able to open the space for the other person to talk, see how they feel and give their honest feedback. And hopefully it's not excuses and complaints, so to say, but maybe you didn't even understand their perspective or what was happening. So having that communication, clear communication that is clear and to the point going straight to the person's aim and what you want to accomplish in this conversation, which I talk about in Crucial Conversations, another podcast I had a while ago, is very important. Another thing is core values anchor and guide daring leadership. It's important when we, when we find ourselves face down in the dirt, it's our values that motivate us to get back up again and keep daring to give it our all. Our values inform our judgments about what is most important in our lives. The most courageous leaders that the author came across during her research were those who had the most clarity about their values. During the times of uncertainty and vulnerability, their values were important support to them. It was basically their North Star that was guiding them through the darkness they were willing to take the risk, secure in the knowledge that their values would guide them through without compromising their integrity. Knowing what was most important to them was vital to their ability to become daring leaders. Ask yourself, what are your key values? So when you think about that, what are your key values? And another thing I found interesting was Dr. Brown talked about making your values. What are your values? Writing a list down might be too much of an exercise, but just truly thinking about what your key values are. And she did a study that is very important that people with less values were able to live by them more because the people with more values, they would say they had these values, but wouldn't live by them. Whereas two values are easier to live by. And I've come up with mine perspective, which is going to be a motivational Monday podcast I'm going to be making uh, for next Monday, as well as grit. I think perspective and grit are my two values that I live by in my life. So I question what are yours? And not having more than two values is very important because I'm able to look back at my values and be like, okay, I know these are my values and I got to live buy these because it's my north star when I hit that darkness and I'm prepared for when that darkness hits. Another thing in order to become a leader is trust. Trust is important in a multifaceted aspect of our working relationships. And I liked how in the book it gave a perspective or an example of this and it was someone would ask someone, do they trust their coworkers? And they would say, uh, 
a couple, not really a lot of them. And then they would be asked, do you think you're a trustworthy person? And they would say, absolutely, I'm very trustworthy. And what ends up happening is how can we find ourselves trustworthy if we don't trust a bunch of other people? What does the concept of trust actually mean? And Dr. Brown figured out the acronym BRAVING. Braving is a useful way to inventory strengths and areas for improvement for working relationships with subordinates. The B in braving stands for boundaries. This element of trust involves respecting others' boundaries. The R in braving stands for reliability or doing what we say we will. The A in braving stands for accountability. We tell we take ownership of our mistakes apologize for them, and try our best to make amends. The V in braving stands for vault. We can think of ourselves as a vault of information that other people have shared with us over time. The I in braving stands for integrity, choosing courage instead of comfort, and doing what is right rather than what is easy or fun. The N and braving stands for non-judgment, which means people know that they can tell us how they really feel or ask for help without expecting us to judge them doing so. The G in braving stands for generosity, being consistently generous in our interpretation of the words, actions, or intentions of others. People are more likely to trust us if they know we always see the best in others rather than the worst. Another thing Dr. Brown talks about is you need to learn how to be resilient. So learning how to fail is going to help us be brave. Research has shown that when it comes to teaching leaders resilient skills, timing is everything. Timing is everything in order to become resilient. Specifically, teaching them early on as part of a wider training program is more likely to be resultful in demonstrating courageous behaviors. Why, you might ask. Quite simply, they are confident in their ability to get back up again if their daring behavior doesn't pay off. You might have heard company slogans such as fall forward or fail fast, but without a resilient skills program to back them up, implemented at an early stage in leaders' development, these slogans can do more harm than good. Again, why? How, how could this be? Because leaders who fail without resilient skills to cope with quickly find themselves dealing with a double dose of shame. The shame of the initial failure quickly followed by shame of struggling to pick themselves up again despite all the shoutingly motivational slogans urging them to learn and move forward. Another thing Dr. Brown talks about is perfectionism holds us back from self-improvement and true courage. Something that we learn from our childhoods is that we seek to find this shield, so to say, to hide us, to protect us from the vulnerable things like disappointment, hurt, and dis diminishment. By building a wall out of our behaviors and emotions and thoughts, we protect ourselves from this big, bad world. But to live and lead with courage, as we already know, we have to let ourselves become vulnerable. We have to be willing to get rid of this perfectionism. Because, in fact, perfectionism is really about 
attempting to win approval. This locks professionalists into an exhausting behavior pattern of pleasing people, protecting efforts, performing for others, and proving themselves. People with a healthy drive for success, on the other hand, are much more self-focused and inspired by asking themselves how they can improve. Another thing I found interesting was that research shows that perfectionism is associated with addiction, depression, and anxiety. In order to become a leader, Dr. Brown talks about, we have to be able to take away perfectionism. It's not something to strive for. We'll fail every time because we can't make everything perfect. We might make mistakes in the process, but you'll gain something valuable in exchange, the courage to succeed and lead. And from my personal perspective, honestly, I'm a perfectionist. And see, that's why I read. I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to be coachable. I'm trying to better myself. So I would be lying if right now I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a perfectionist. Like, I really am. And this is something I need to work into now. That's why I'm reading. That's why I'm becoming vulnerable. That's why I'm making these podcasts, not only to help myself, but better to help you. So in summary, when we open ourselves up to vulnerability, we open up to courage and creativity. When we let go of our perfectionism tendencies and our fear of failure, we find bravery to improve ourselves and have difficult, important conversations with our friends, peers, teachers, whoever it is. In other words, we need all of our emotions on board if we're going to become daring leaders. We need to explore our feelings instead of numbing them. That's very important. I know I went over with this podcast by probably by the end of this fifth, a total of five minutes. It's normally 10 minute Friday, but for this one, it's going to be a 15 minute Friday. It's just how it worked out. This book is a, a pretty long book and I definitely didn't want to miss any important information. So it was very important to have everything I said. And I was pretty fast with speaking and everything like that. And it was a lot of information to cover within 10 minutes. So I had to expand to 15 minutes. I don't make a penny off this podcast. I have gotten an opportunity of service and it's through blood cancer research that I'm raising money. I'm helping my friend, Sean Meyer, raise money. So if you guys could please donate in the link in the description of this podcast, that would be great because we're trying to raise $5,000 by the end of Saturday. And Saturday around 5 p.m. is the last time you can donate. That's when it ends. And I believe we're only $400 away. So if you can help, that'd be awesome. Let's help make this world a better place with our service and helping others. So if you have the extra money, whether it be one, five, 20, whatever it is, it's gratefully appreciated. With that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Get out of your comfort zone. Become vulnerable. And with that being said, cue the outro. This was the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Become vulnerable and tell people the truth. I'll see you on the next one.